Drop off the kids or put them to bed. Turn on Childish with real life friends and podcasting virtuosos Greg Fitzsimmons and Allison Rosen. Laugh about the struggles and joys of parenthood. Grow closer to your children. Learn something useful or not. Maybe feel less alone. And maybe even put the spark back into your love life. Childish is for people who are parents or had parents. If you had no parents, maybe check out WTF with Mark Marin. Subscribe to Childish. New episodes coming soon wherever you listen to podcasts. Childish, oh shit. Last time I checked, I was still a kid. Childish, childish. This all freaks me out a bit. Childish, oh shit. How can I pet when I'm still a kid? Childish, oh shit. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is you. Hey everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Alison Rosen is your new best friend. I am sitting here with voiceover actress, singer-songwriter, comedian, mother, Plenty more things, I am sure. Gray Delisle Griffin, hello. Hi, Allison. I'm such a big fan. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I am. I was, yeah. I was, when you followed me back on Twitter, it was a big day for me. Oh. <laughs> this is the way everyone on this podcast should start. And I have to tell you, they normally don't. But I would like, love I if they Googled did. I just you in my car. And I guess I'm in the right place. Yeah. They're like, so uh, what's this podcast about? <laughs> um, so anyway... Thank you. I'm Thank you very much. You. Um, so I've had people on the show before who do voiceover, who do voices, yeah. but I don't think I've had anyone at your level. Like this, your you've you've done you ha- your credits are um, they're numerous to put it mildly. <laughs> it, your thumb gets a little sore scrolling. It's like when I try to find my birthday on a you know. On a website. Oh no, my! Oh scroll, my God. Scrolling back to seventy three. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We well, you know what scrolling situation I am not a fan of. This is kind of a just me or everyone, which is a segment that I used to do on every single show, and then yeah. I started. Now it's like it makes special appearances occasionally. But yeah. this is a just me or everyone. Yeah. Um, on uh, the on the calendar thing on your phone. Yes, I just use the native calendar app. Yeah. Um, and then I just in the like name of the event, I just want to write like. Gray Delisle Griffin interview eleven thirty a.m. I don't want to have to scroll through and actually set the time. Yeah, where are you guys with yeah. this? Well, a lot of my calendar says the time in it, and then I'm like, Ugh, and I was like, I just wrote it in the calendar, yeah. and now I've got to do the thing. Right, yes, so I do that too. All of my events mostly just are at two p.m., and then in the title, I have the time. Tony Thaxton, oh, hello and welcome. T- hello, <laughs> yeah. I, I was trying to understand what you meant because I just automatically go to the scroll. So you put it in the in yeah, the yeah because I hate this. I hate this. The not efficient. scroll can efficient. It yeah. should be like a notebook where you but you type. It should be like I'm yes. writing everything down of my day. I do not, and also when. When you oh, here's another thing that I don't enjoy when you upload a podcast on Libsyn and I assume all of them are like this when you schedule the time it seems to be really tedious to have to scroll through you should just be able to write it in yeah oh you can on Libsyn I believe I don't know about are you Libsyn? sure maybe I'm thinking of art 19 because I use that for some shows too yeah I don't know I mean yeah. maybe it I don't know it just feel I 
you can write it in and then it'll catch up with you. But I just find myself, sp- you know what? We're spending too much time talking about my own personal <laughs> it's, it's feelings. It's such a high class technical problem too, because it's like, like five, 10 years ago, we'd be like, you know, oh my God, my friend took a picture of her baby and then sent it to me. Like, and it came here like in <laughs> right. 18 minutes, which now we'd be like, it's 10 for a second. Yeah. yeah. You know, anyway, are we allowed right. to cuss on this or not? Oh, yes, we okay, are. Okay. We Not are. that I mean, I just don't want to, you know. Do it. It might happen. I don't know. <laughs> Please feel free. So let's talk about all of your numerous credits okay. that hurt one's thumb to scroll. Um, what uh, What are your most, what are you most well known for, would you say? Well, I've been playing Daphne on Scooby-Doo for about 21 years. Wow. And Jeepers, it's a creepy, fun job to have. And yeah, I love that. That's my biggest, you know. Um, like when I got pulled over and the cop was like, where are you coming from? I was like, I'm coming from Comic-Con. And he was like, oh, really? What, what do you do? And I was like, I do cartoon voices. He's like, anything I've ever heard of? And I was like, yes, I'm pulling out the Daphne, you know, because that's like one that you have. I mean, you know, it's been on the air forever. <laughs> right. But then he pretended like he didn't. He was like, I never heard of it. And I was like, you're but instead I said, okay, officer, what can else can I do for you? Um, Did he give you a ticket? Oh, I got put on the on my stomach on the freeway and cuffed because I'm oh my an God. idiot. I didn't know I was being pulled over. Mm-hmm. I they, they had lights on behind me and I was like, oh, okay, I'm being pulled over. Shit. So then we started to pull over and then they were like, they said something like, do not pull over. And I didn't know what else they said. So I was like, oh, wait, they're not pulling me over. Okay. So then we were like slowed down, but then like all the other cars were going and they were still behind us. And I'm like, they said not to pull over. I, I want to do what they said. Right. So maybe it's not. Me. And I guess it was like too, I mean, they had like copters and everything. And finally I'm like, I think we were they had helicopters. Oh, it was a whole thing. Oh my God. I even looked on Twitter where they were like, someone, you know, someone on the freeway, freeway shut down. They shut down the freeway and put me on my stomach. I mean, it was terrible. What had you, what uh, attracted their attention? Uh, speeding, but not okay. by much. Like, I think <laughs> by like 10 miles an hour or something like that. Right. Anyway, but because it was such a hullabaloo and it was kind of their fault, they just, I didn't even get a speeding ticket afterward because I was like, I didn't even know. And my kids were, it was terrible. That must have been awful to be on your stomach in cuffs though. Oh my God. And I thought, I kept thinking about like white privilege and I was thinking if I were not a white be woman dead. in a Prius, I would be dead. Yeah, I know. Because... I even thought it was funny that I, I, this is like a really embarrassing to admit, but I took a video of being followed because I was thinking how funny it looked. Like right. I wasn't being, being like, <laughs> but it would be funny because there are a bunch of cops behind me. And I was like, oh, oh no, I'm being pulled over. Right. Oh, you know, like, <laughs> but, but you were. anything, but I was going to like share it with my friends. That's hilarious. Um, and then it really was. Happening. <laughs> so, yeah. And then he acted like he didn't know who Daphne was. So he was an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't yeah. care for him very yes. much. Um, and then Vicky and the Fairly Odd Parents. That's been a long time. You know? And as Emily Elizabeth on Clifford the Big Red Dog, that's still running because they only had to pay me once because it's PBS. <laughs> and so they could use it forever and never pay me again. How do you, <laughs> how do you feel about that? <laughs> oh, it's fine. I love PBS. <laughs> but I really was like, oh, wow, we're getting a buyout. We get like $500 more than we normally would get or whatever. Right. <laughs> and, like, and it'll be running for the next 20 years all day long and you'll never get any more money. But that's fine. PBS, we got to help them out. So how do you figure out what voice you're going to do for the character? Well, sometimes they show you a picture of what it is. So like say it has like little buck teeth or whatever. That'll inform, you know, or if it's like, it could be a little kid with buck teeth and you're talking a little bit like this and then you're like, or like maybe he's like a little chubbier. So you just kind of, you know, just like kinda, mm-hmm. it, it, it evolves because they'll say, can you make him like a little chubbier sounding or can you make him, you know, like two years younger? Or, you know, they'll kind of like mold it in the booth. And then sometimes I forget what I did that they really liked. And then they'll I'll, I'll say, record what it is. Because <laughs> I'm going to need to hear that every time I come into work. How do you make someone sound chubbier? I was wondering I that. Too. Of, well, if he starts out like this and he's just got like a lisp, and then he's a little chubbier, I just kind of like 
kind of like make it maybe a little bit harder to breathe and like a little bit maybe a little deeper because he's got more chub to like you know <laughs> to like you know echo off of <laughs> how does that work no, it, i mean i mean he did yeah. sound chubbier when you did that though <laughs> That's my cool. one friend was doing a hamburger voice, a voice of a hamburger. He said his favorite direction was, my, Charlie Adler, if you're listening, this, this is your story. I'm going to recycle it for this podcast. But the director said, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just need you to sound like more like a hamburger. <laughs> He's like, I think you're sounding a little bit like a hot dog right now. And I kind of need you to sound more like a hamburger. But, and as ridiculous as that sound <laughs> Charlie was like, and I knew what he meant. Like, he didn't want less of the tall, thin guy, like more of the hefty, round guy. And I was like, yes, I would have. That's what I. Yeah, but that is hilarious. Well, see, I bet you would be able to do something with the following direction that I received once, and I've mentioned it on this podcast, but it's been a few years. Yeah. Because I was always like, I don't know what this means, so I was auditioning for something. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a voiceover thing. It was a, a full face thing, <laughs> and body <laughs> on and on camera. Yeah. But- on, on camera, that's, that's, yes, <laughs> that is what they call it. Yeah. Uh, but they're like, that was good, but just like do it a little more, like sexier. And so I, I didn't, I just did it again. They're like, seems like you're just lowering your voice. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't say this, but I said it for the rest of my life in in situations like this where because I'm still not yes. over it. Like I don't know what that means. I, I think still don't all know what women it means. have gotten that direction yeah. in Hollywood. Probably a lot. Well, so I've heard. I think all executives with penises just want us all to be sexy. Right. Yeah. I think that someone was like, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, penis. (laughs) Someone else was like, I think they just wanted you to make them come. (laughs) I guess. Yes. Like, what what do you do with that direction? And I hope I'm not harassing you by asking that. And then Allison touched me. Um, Well, like Catwoman is very sexy. I guess I would just kind of like. Maybe feline, like slow it down. Right. I have to say, well, if we're just all talking about our past, I was a, how I got my demo tape was I was a stripper. Oh, wow. For like three months I, because the money was so good. I was like, oh, I, first I just entered an amateur contest just to make the money to get mm-hmm. the demo tape. Then I was like, can I turn away $2,000 a day? Like, I mean, <laughs> oh my God, I got to do this for a little while. At least get a car and an apartment. Right. Um, and I was I was a fast stripper because I didn't know, and I'm just I'm not. And my friend said, "Gray, you're just like up there, kind of flailing around. You're like jerky. It was like Elaine, you know, like dancing. And I mean, I, just, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to do the pole thing. I didn't know how to. Anyway, um, she's like, and I was like, well, what do I do? I don't know how to be. She's like, just slow everything down. Just if you do anything really slow, it's kind of sexy. So I was like, okay. And I've I've brought that into voiceover. Like That's if I'm doing and just kind of a little bit more, you know, probably sound a little drunk so they know they could uh, take advantage of you. Right. <laughs> sound a little bit. <laughs> Un, um, <laughs> out of control of your wares. Right, right. <laughs> Easily manipulated. That's so interesting. Yeah. So what was that like being a stripper? Weird. Um, and Great stories. I actually, Tupac Shakur used, it was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but it was at cold water. It was at Deja Vu um, where the water gets hotter on cold water. Um, and it was, uh, I, I, I won the amateur contest by going around and talking. I got there kind of early. I didn't realize amateur contests are not amateurs. They're like... They've got blonde. I mean, they're, they're like extensions and big, giant, fake boobs and tans and, and like sparklers. One girl had like pyrotechnic. I mean, it was like, I was like, where are you? You didn't just start. But right. That's like a whole business in itself. They just travel around and because and, amateur contests pay like mm-hmm. 1500 bucks, you win and you were only there for like an hour. Right. So it's pretty good. Um, but I like talked to all the guys in the club and I was like, I really want to do voiceovers. And they were like, oh, really? We'll do a voice room. And I was like, ah, ah. I mean, I was doing like every little trip I had. You know, How I was sexy. Like, I was like a little old lady, I was, you know, whatever they want. And they're like, oh, wow, you're 
you're good. You and I said, I know, but the demo tape's like a thousand dollars, and I really need. It. So they're like, okay, I'll vote for you. And I had like curly Mexican girl hair. I mean, I'm I'm half Mexican, so I get like a little, good little Brazilian blowout. But um, and I just I didn't even have the right outfit. Like I'd gone to Target and was like a thong. Ooh, okay, you know, like my Morona thong. Um, and I just I, I used to have Morona items. <laughs> you're good in a pinch yeah target's my only place to have fun anymore now that i'm a mom (laughs) my friend was going to trader joe's and her friend's like oh good enjoy your me time she goes uh i said i was going to trader joe's not target (laughs) it's hilarious Um, but yeah uh so yeah so i just didn't have the right outfit on but and and i just shocked the hell out of these girls because they were like who's this girl i mean i was terrible i couldn't do the pole thing i was like just dancing around to like cherry pie just like i didn't know what i was doing Mm -hmm. Um, and then, but when it came to the voting, they like at the first blonde girl and then the second like professional. And then like, you know, they got to me and the place went bananas. Even the guy that was doing it was like, what's happening? <laughs> right. um, but I had worked that room and I, so I won the contest and then I was like, I got to just work here for a little while. And then I was like, I got to get some different clothes. I'll go shopping in their little store. And I, but oh yeah, Tupac was like, I started doing karaoke mm-hmm. because I couldn't dance very well. So I, even as slow as it was, it wasn't great. Um, so I did like, I got these Harry Connick CDs, you know, just like, you know, karaoke CDs and saying like, don't get around much anymore. And, and um, it had to be you and had like, you know, like fans. And I just tried to like do my own. Like, like that was your, it. at your strip, yeah, like, strip act. Scarlet. I was Scarlet. He would go, frankly, frankly, he's like, frankly, my dear, we do give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> or I've got scarlet fever. I don't know about you. Anyway, so I were but yeah, Tupac would come in and I didn't know who he was. I just thought he was this really nice bald black guy and I'd be like, "Oh, please let that bald black guy come in. He's so nice." And he always just like throws $100 bills no matter if I'm singing, I would make like $800 wow. from just being up there for two songs. And he was so nice. He was like, "What are you doing? You got you're got a good voice." And I was like, "I just I, I was like, I can't turn away the money." I mean, he was he was kind of funny and nice. And I didn't know until he died. I saw him on the news and I was like, "I know that guy." My friends like, "No, I know he's a famous rapper." I was like, "No, no, but like I know him." I've met him and then I realized like oh my god that's the guy and the funny part was people would be freaking out when he was in there like the dancers were talking about mm-hmm. him but I thought they were talking about that writer that re- Deepak Chopra wrote those <laughs> oh my god I and I was thinking to myself like this is so sad that guy thinks it's so oh inspirational god. here he is at a strip club I didn't I didn't I didn't know what that guy looked like either so oh, it was just that's amazing I have funny stories <laughs> one girl had a really big butt and there was nobody in there and I was just watching her dance and um and so and but he said this is Raven. She was just featured in this month's issue of Big Butt magazine. I was kind of <laughs> noticing how big her butt was compared to the rest of her body. Right. And um, so I was like, oh, okay, like that. She's like, that's her thing. Okay. So then, and I had no friends because I was like, hi guys, you know. And everybody else was like, <laughs> you know, really jaded and didn't like me at all. And I talk a lot. Um, but I was trying to make friends, and I said, so, so Big Butt magazine, that's cool. And she goes, Big Bust. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of stories from that time in my life. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So, what, were we talking about voiceovers? We oh, were, but can I make things sexy? Yes. Yes. But I have a question. Yes. You said that you stopped shopping at Target and you started shopping at their store. What? What's their store? Oh, the store at the strip club because they had like stripping clothes or like a whole thing. I like, okay. I've never yeah. been to a strip club. Well. Not, I'm not saying you should run down there, <laughs> but I do but need it's a stripping whole clothes. Thing that you don't make you look way better than the Target clothes. I right. mean, it's it's a very illusion, you know, like this, like because there's always black lights in there. So I got like a really good white bikini that was cut. Just it makes you look just everything makes you look better, like sexy. Right. And then the clear heels. There's something to be said. You do. I was like, wow, these really do make my legs look like ten miles long. And so there's like you know right. a little little tricks. And I didn't realize that they sell clothing. 
for amateur. Yeah, they make their amateurs. money. It's like it's like the company store back in the uh, mining days, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're like, we're going to sell you this white bikini for eighty dollars because we know you just made eight hundred dollars in five minutes. On <laughs> so yeah, everything was, you know strangely priced right so you're from yeah. northern california originally right no san diego oh where did yeah. i read monterey oh i was i'm sorry you're right i was born in monterey on an army base but we immediately mm. moved we okay. moved to new york upstate new york and then we moved into san diego when i was like i don't know maybe three so you grew up in san diego yeah. yeah um and i know that you were mostly raised by your grandmother right mostly yeah yeah she's precious she well she died but i, I she lived with me until she was 94 mm-hmm. and she did she left just how everyone should leave like we were gambling and getting her hair done like <laughs> even two weeks before she died broke her hip you know like quickly declined and that's exactly how i want to go i was able to say goodbye to her um you know she lived her life until the very end i don't want to linger or have anybody take care of me she was even like oh. like she had a stroke and she was like i want out of here i mean like <laughs> except for i did have to put her lipstick on for an eyebrow she would go like point to her mouth and like eyebrows and um which was another weird story but she had this love of her life like throughout her whole life and when she was still able to talk she was like i need my lipstick i need my lipstick and my eyebrows and i was like why and she's like because mark's here and i was like mark what who's mark and she was like mark aldaco who was like her love of her life like from the time she was like 13 he came back in and out of her life until she was in her 60s um, they lost touch and then they started dating for real mm-hmm. when they were like in their 60s. Wow. And it was a whirlwind romance because he kept wanting to marry her and he wanted to run away with him and she never would. First because she was too young. Then her kids were in high school and she didn't want to pull them out of school. There was like all these reasons she could mm-hmm. never go. And and she's, and I said, he's, what do you mean, Mark Aldaco? I was like, Grandma, he's dead. And she was like, oh my God. She's like, I, I, I said, well, what you, what's he doing? What's he saying? She's like, he doesn't say anything. He just comes into my hospital room and just stands at the foot of my bed. And then I, I know he wants me to go with him. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, well, don't go with him. Let's just because I really kind of wanted her to stay around if she'd gotten better. But once she declined, even you know, the stroke, she had a stroke after that. But um, I was like, I told her like the day before she died, I said, if you if Mark comes back, you know go with him if you want to go with him because before she had said he'd always wanted me to go with him and I never did and this time I think if he comes back I really want to go with him so it's like comforting to know that they might be together I don't know but it was a weird thing for her to say he was there but that's why she needed her lipstick and her eyebrows because she could not be looking gross right. at the hospital. Yeah, he, well, yeah. he sounds judgmental, but if she I, liked him, then <laughs> a little superficial, but you know, whatever. Men, they have a standard that needs to be that's right. adhered to. <laughs> so what was your childhood like? It was great. I mean, my grandma worked in a factory and um my you know my there's darker stuff with my mom but i was mostly with my grandma my mom had a drug and alcohol problem so i wasn't with her very much and my dad was a great dad but just not around much because my mom kind of cut him off and my grandma was loved my mom and wanted to do what she wanted but um so i have some and then once i got into high school i had kind of an abusive stepfather but my grandma was a highlight of my childhood and honestly had she not been mine i mean had she not helped me i would have i don't know what would have happened to me can we talk about the dark Absolutely. aspects of it yeah so what, what what happened with your mom and with your stepfather well my mom had me when she was 20 and she just still wanted to party and be i get it i told her i mean you know we've had our we've had our ups and downs i mean we're we haven't spoken for a couple of years but we just kind of got back in touch um and I, you know, I just, I think of her as like sort of like an older sister who's kind of, you know, she's really fun when you're with her, mm. but when, but you can't count on her to show up. Mm. Um, she just doesn't really help much. She's like a pretty wild older sister, you know, um, but, and she doesn't see her part in it. Like mm. we went to count, she's like born again now. 
and she doesn't really see her part in it. She, she we went to count. I said, I will. I really want to preserve our friendship. You are my mother. You know, I, I, you know, your mom's your mom. It's a thing that even when I talk to friends about, like, I don't talk to my mom anymore. I'm cutting her out. It's just unhealthy. I can't do it. My friends have said, but she's your mom. You know, people. There's just a thing about mothers. Right. And there's like a stigma if you just. But I have my life has been a million times better since I cut her out. But yeah, no. But there are like I feel like culturally for as many people who will say like you got to look out for yourself there's even more who will be like but it's your but it's your mom you I, only have one mom, have mom. You have to, it's I like wish it makes I could them talk to my mother there's people yeah. who lost their mother right and i'm like okay i bet your mom was there for you <laughs> yeah. my friend was like i saw my really good friend was like i saw the tanya harding movie and i have to say and i was like what and she's like that mother just really reminded me of your mother <laughs> and i said not really, because Tanya Harding's mom like showed up to her meets, like made her costumes. I was like, my mom didn't do any of those things. So speaking of, you know, I think like that Tanya Harding's mom was kicking my mom's ass in the mom <laughs> department. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, so you know, she she's very charming, and when people meet her, they're like, oh my god, I love your mom, and mm. it's fine for if she doesn't have to show up for you, or if she can just be a fun person to have at a coffee right. party, great. Um, but she's just not very if, right. But if you yeah. need her, so you were saying that you went to counseling with her. Yeah, I said I will go talk to anyone because she had done so many awful things that I was like, I'll talk to anyone. I'm I cannot imagine someone with a degree or any kind of experience in family therapy going, hmm, this daughter of yours is an asshole. I mean, like I just was <laughs> like, let's just lay it up. So her her pastor's like, well, I'll go in with my pastor. I was like, okay, great, let's talk to your pastor. I drove down to San Diego, and and he had written me and said, can you write down all the things that you're upset about like why what what are what what wrongs do you feel mm-hmm. like? i was like well um my mother told me that they were losing their house and that she, they were behind in their payments but they wanted to sell their house so could i give them twelve thousand dollars to catch up with their payments Jeez. and then that when it got put on the market they would give me the money so i gave it to them looking on the mls looking on the mls the house like are you gonna sell you know what we prayed about it and we we're just like not doing that and i was like oh Okay, how am I getting my twelve thousand dollars back? But you know, then I had so you, this. I take it you never got it back. I never got it back. Yeah, um, and it's funny because my mom was like, "This is the first I'm hearing about this," and I thought she was lying <laughs> about like it not happening. And I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, and I was like, "I have email." Yeah. And she's like, "No, I mean, I, I, no." And he's like, "Well, did it not happen?" And she's like, "No, it happened." But like, she never after that, she never mentioned a thing about it. And it's like, well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that she wasn't upset. I right. mean, you know, I just. I'm so used to it that I'm just like, oh, all right, I'm tired, I don't have the energy. Um, then I had like a old 65 Mustang that I had redone and um, my stepdad wanted to buy it. He loves old cars and I said, okay, well, you can, you know, so they bought it, but they didn't really buy it. They like gave me like a thousand dollars and they were going to make payments and then they fell behind in the payments mm. and I was like not bothering that much, but then I was like, hey, you know, like, should we just sell the car? I mean, I don't know. And they, they apparently already sold the car Oh my God. to a family member. And so I'm having to see this car on Facebook with my uncle driving this car. It was, oh. I mean, I'm sorry. It was my, it was his, it was my stepdad's cousin or something, which, and they're wealthy. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I just like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Thumbs up on the car. Um, and there was just, and there's, oh, I was in the hospital. My mom never came to visit mm. me. I had a staph infection. She's two hours away with a car that I bought her. <laughs> right. And, and no $12,000. Job, $12,000 retired, never visited me in the hospital. Mm. So it was just like little things like that. And then. But the pastor's wife said, you didn't visit your daughter in the hospital. You were, cl-. and my mom said, well, she didn't say that she wanted me to. So it's like, Ugh. she doesn't get it. Right. It's almost like I, my friend said, you need to read this book. It's like being raised by like a, I can't remember what it was. It was, it was one of those paths. It's, it's not like a, it's not a sociopath. It's not a psychopath. It's like some sort of. Narcissist? Maybe it's that. I don't know. But if she said, oh my God, it's your mom. You have to read it. 
mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I, I know you don't listen to podcasts. She only watches Fox, Fox News. Um, oh, really? So, oh, God. Yeah. They're like glued to it. But they're born again. I'm like, how? I don't understand the connection there with mm-hmm. this man and Jesus. It's like, but of course, now with the anti-abortion stuff, they're see, like, see, this, he, was the, he was really sent by Jesus. Oh, God. I know. I feel like, the, I feel like that, that's what all this, these bans are about is just that 2020 election. They're just going to pit yeah. the socialist baby killers against, you know, Trump. Oh God, I'm so scared. I'm so I know it's, I'm, um, personally selfishly happy that I'm past the, that I'm like essentially infertile. We did, I did IVF to <laughs> oh, get my baby, too. so me I can't too. get pregnant. And I'm also happy that I have sons. However, I'm horrified for all the people that it will affect out there. Although I'm hoping it, I don't know. Do you think Roe v. Wade is going to get overturned? I, at this rate, I don't, I used to say, oh God, no, that's, I would be like, take a lot of steps. And it's like, okay, a lot of the steps have happened. You know, right. I mean, I know I, it. Just it the fact that he's close. just like talking about like five more years. I mean, and it's, it's like, I, I, and it's rapidly. And then the people that are just so brainwashed, it's terrifying. I don't know. But I thought the same thing. I was like, well, I couldn't get pregnant if I jumped into a swimming pool full of cum. Right. But I'm just like, that sounds fun though. Yeah, no, let's um, do it. Let's just, let's do it just for the, for the skin um, benefits. Just for the, you know, the, what are they, pool noodles. Um, <laughs> um, but, but I mean, I just, it was funny. That's why I loved you so much is because when I used to listen to another podcast with you on it. I know which, um, I know which one. I stopped I listening to it when you Aww. were off of it. Thank and you. And my so ex sweet. was like, you. you're so just because, I was like, no, I just, I can't. Like, Allison was the reason that I listened so much. And I used so to sweet. see the live thing. I was a little bit of a little rabbit fan. Um, but, um, yeah, we won't talk about that. But, but we, um, we can so, if you want. I don't know. I just like, and then I don't want to say anything about the other girl, but I was like, did she just not challenge him or she, I don't know what her deal is. Like when the new girl showed up. I like, think that is her deal. She doesn't okay. challenge him. <laughs> I'm glad that it's not a sore subject because yeah. I was thinking like, yeah. Oh, like, no, that's she fine. Because you were, when you were funnier, I felt like this was not a good thing. When you were funnier, I felt like he felt a little intimidated or if. I that's what people have said. Really? Um, I haven't read anything about it. I have yeah. Read it, so I mean, I that people say that a lot that like okay. he just wants some well, clearly from the choice he made afterwards to hire her. Yeah. What he wanted was someone who will just Laugh not challenge him and just be like the biggest cheerleader. Cheer- yes. It was like his Ed McMahon or something. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I yeah, didn't. Yeah, no. I mean, that's the weird thing is that I was there for four years. So and I was the same. You know, I was. Yeah, you didn't change. I kind of had. um to the degree that I challenged him, to the degree that I was funny, to, to the degree that I was not exactly a ch- that I was like a voice on the show, not a cheerleader. That was constant, and I thought it was working. That's why I was so yeah. shocked when I got fired. It looped another part of the audience in because right. my husband was the one that really liked the podcast, and I was like, okay, we would listen to it like when we were going on date night or whatever, and I was like, oh, I love Alice, and like every oh, time I was thinking. You. Okay, I like I would have something I wanted to say. You would say it, so I was like, oh. it was like how Oprah always asked the question that you wanted to right. ask, and you're like, yes, Oprah, that's what everybody wanted to know. You know, you had the balls to say it, so that's what I loved about it. And then when after you left, I was like, well, now I just feel like constantly like I've got a hernia or something because mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, you know, it's I'm just not that getting, one point of view. Yeah, yeah, she's just like you know, right. Anyway, so but. yeah, that that's why I was surprised because I thought if my being that way was a problem. She certainly told you yeah you snapped right to attention i actually but i actually would have at the beginning yeah, near the end i don't know that i would have yeah. but at the beginning i would have been like yes whatever you want you know yeah. i do i am i'm trying to 
do what you want me to do. Yeah. So, All right. Well, whatever. But um, what were we even? This was supposed to be about cartoons. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, I remember when you were going through IVF because I oh, was yes. going through fertility stuff. Oh. So I was like, oh, I love. It. I was like, I want to like, God, I wish I. I mean, I, I didn't really have any way to talk to you, but I was like, oh, I want to tell her about like, you know, there's these herb thing, and I was like, but she might have already done that. And then you started doing like, you're like, oh, we're taking shots. I was like, oh, they're past the herbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. in the hardcore drugs at that point. Yeah, I did everything. I did. I did. Um, well, I, I, I did acupuncture and all that stuff to have did that help you yes the guy was unbelievable i went to like the cheap like she's in school she's getting her hours and that wasn't good (laughs) then my friend's like great you you make a good living go to the guy and i was like okay so i went and he was amazing and he's like i think we could get you pregnant this month i really do like i think everything and i was like well don't say that to a lady that's a lot to put yourself out there and then he was like feeling my pulse he's like i think you might actually i think you might be pregnant i mean because i'd been with him for like a month Mm -hmm. really trying and I was like, well, that's really mean, too, if it's not true. Because like, <laughs> right. now I'm really excited. The first month, it, it worked. And wow. I had been trying for like two years. Wow. But that was the tail end of my fertility because I had um, Hashimoto's. I have mm. like like thyroid stuff. Yeah, no, I know what it that really, is. It like degrades your eggs. And yeah. Well, despite all of this, you seem remarkably like A-OK. Shipper. Is this an act? <laughs> is this your stripper act? I just push act? it down and put food on it. And it weighs it down. Um, I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm just a smiley person. I'm, I've been doing – well, so I – how I got into voiceovers was I started doing stand-up and I didn't have any jokes. And I was at the comedy store. I was really young and green and Sandy was – Sandy Shore mm-hmm. said like – Who you just passed to, away, right? I know. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Not Sandy. Mitzi. Oh, Mitzi. Mitzi. Yeah. She said um, – you. You're very cute and you do good voices, but you you don't have any jokes. You need to write some jokes. And I was like, okay. And she's like, you should do voiceovers while you're writing jokes. I was like, all right. So I went and did it and that never looked back. Like that's – I just kind of right. fell into that. And all my comedy friends are like, oh my god, did you do the right thing? I've been on the road for 12 years and I don't have any family and I don't have any anything to show for it. Um, So it was good. But now I'm coming back into stand-up now that I've like, you know, kind of – on my own terms like I right. can just like fly into a city and do a gig and you know so I read um that stand-up was is stand-up your true love or was stand-up your first love I guess it's my first love I have there's a high I, I love doing voiceover and I feel like I'm I feel you know when you're just doing that thing you're like I was meant to do this like mm-hmm. this it feels good in that way right but comedy feels good in like a um winning over a room kind of way mm-hmm. like I love that that high you get from just like making people laugh and it's just i always have had that like you know class clown or whatever right when you get a little somebody laughs you just get that feeling of like what else can i say that'll make you laugh again Mm -hmm. you know so it's fun or like you have a new joke i have this new joke that i've been trying i'm like like, it's good it's good it's good it's doing well (laughs) (laughs) um so you in 2018 you put out my first comedy special which um is everyone should watch it it is fantastic you're so i was i mean i think listeners can tell just from listening but you're so winning like you're so charming i just just watching you i'm like i just want to watch her forever i'm freaking out right now because you watched it oh yes. my god I can't <laughs> believe that was um okay i'm fine i'm fine um, <laughs> um well thank you my friend just well i was just gonna do the special and then my friend henry phillips who is comic, i've had him on the show he's great oh yeah. really mm-hmm. oh i gotta tell him that i was here i didn't tell him. um yeah he's just so great and he's just like so, he directed it I, right yeah he directed it and he we had coffee and I said, I really want to do stand up. And I know I kind of left it behind because we had, he, he and I have been friends since I was 20, 
two or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he knew that I had kind of started that way. And then, and I always looked up to him because I was like, man, you did it. Like you kept doing it. And he's like, yeah. And it was terrible. You, <laughs> you did the right thing. Um, but uh, yeah. And he's moved on into directing all kinds of things and doing on camera stuff and, and making movies and all that. So, um, so I was like, it's funny because I thought that he directed his comedy specials. I did not know that he didn't. Mm-hmm. So like halfway through the process, I was like, but he's like, well, I'm not sure if we should shoot it like this or if we should. And I was like, I don't know. Like, he, we were like on set. I mean, it was done. Like, yeah. he was working on it. And we were about to shoot it. <laughs> and You're like, oh, goes, I got the wrong guy. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> well, I said, well, you know, what did you do when you directed your specials? And he was like, I didn't direct my specials. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Well, uh, this night will be very interesting. <laughs> but, I, but I made the right choice because he did a great job. Especially, like, I think I spent $5,000 on that thing. He pretty much just followed me around at work a few days. And, and then I had these other comics that mm-hmm. just doing open mics, like, getting ready for the special that I just met these people who were really talented. And I thought, put them in, you know. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, it's sort of a, um, it's a unique structure compared to other comedy albums in that you feature other comedians and then you do your set near yeah. the end, but you're, you do sort of interstitial stuff throughout and get to know you. What made you decide? Side to it, I just I'm just going to be perfectly yeah frank. Absolutely, it's and tell me what you think about this. Yeah, it struck me as a very and this is not a pejorative. No, no, no. A very female way to do it in that you're like I'm going to be inclusive. I'm going to share my time. Yeah, as opposed to and this is such a gendered statement. So apologies for anyone who might be offended. <laughs> but as opposed to a dude who's like I deserve. All the mic time. Uh, All the mic time. It's such a comedy thing, too. Okay, maybe people write you letters. Not me. (laughs) You can contact Allison if you're upset. Um, No, but it's such a a guy in comedy thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I've been at mics where I'm like, and I'm like, you suck, dude. Your jokes are over. All your good stuff's gone. And now you're just like, what else? You know, like that thing. I'm (laughs) like, no, not what else. If you don't have it, just go. Like, there's people that are waiting. And so that's exactly kind of what I was going for because I had a pretty strong... 45 maybe and mm. I just thought like you know it, it, I, it had holes and I thought I'd rather have like a really strong 20 you know and and give other people the time because if we're not making everybody laugh through the whole thing then just go home you know right. I mean just so and I was meeting people that I'm like you're famous right are you famous and they're like no I work at a prop house and I'm like okay then I, I have the set I built you know because I spent a lot that's where most of the money went was making that beautiful little red velvet mm-hmm. curtain and the little chandeliers and all that putting together the chandelier which Henry did not only directed the special but he and his girlfriend who produced it <laughs> sat painstakingly assembling this Chinese uh, chandelier wow. that I got a great deal on I thought it was a great deal but I didn't realize it was like half of the factory work was going to be done <laughs> at, the, at the set. Um, but they did it, and it's great. But no, I just thought, like, I've got this beautiful set, and this person needs to be seen. So, And we just got distribution in uh, overseas. Oh, and, and they were doing, like, a thing with Audible and, and Virgin Atlantic. And, and I've made a total of $300 on it through Vimeo and Amazon. <laughs> But so like the comics, I'm like, okay, good news is we've got distribution overseas. Bad news is I don't know if I'll make any money because I told them after I pay for it myself, I'll cut you guys in on Mm -hmm. it. But I'm like, how long is it going to take to make back (laughs) $5,000? Probably it will be, they'll be, everybody will be dead because the world, the climate change will have gotten us. (laughs) (laughs) How does payment through Vimeo and Amazon work? They, they pay you per stream, mm. but it's like so minuscule that they wait till the end, which is fine with me. I'd rather, you know how you get those, do you get enter- entertainment partners checks for like 15 cents ever or for anything you did? Take a long- I, I do get some residuals. It's um, ridiculous. Where I think like, why yeah, don't you just but- wait till there's a dollar and then get in touch? <laughs> I thankfully haven't gotten any of those that people Instagram all the time where it's oh, like 63 yeah. cents or like 16 cents. Although my dad retired, but... Um, 
uh, was a doctor, and he had a check from an insurance company on his wall for ten cents. Oh my god! He had yeah, it pinned it to his more wall. To send yeah. it. I'm like, right. Well, I'm, now the union has direct deposit, so that's great, you know. So, but um, yeah, I, I was complaining about. It sounded like I was being, in, you know, like an asshole complaint about. Like I got because at one point the union wouldn't send checks to my agency because she wasn't franchised or whatever. So they mm-hmm. started just showing up at my door and I was complaining to my friends. I was like, oh, I didn't go out there and there's like 300 checks. You know, my friend's like, oh, bitch. Um, and I was like, oh, no, no. I was like, no, no, make no mistake. They're three cents. I mean, there could yeah. be more than $35 on my porch per day, but still like, anyway, yeah. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Well, so you, um, you did some stand up. Oh yeah. And Mitzi Shore recommended you get into voiceover and yeah. then you did that and never looked back. But how specifically did you do it? Like how how did you get into it? Um, I took a class with this guy Jerry Corley, who's wonderful. He used to work for the Tonight Show and he's just a great teacher. You know, I, I went in there I God bless him, because <laughs> I went in there and some people it's like Okay. Like, I would be a terrible teacher. I would just crush <laughs> dreams all night. Just like, no, you're never going to have it ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> it should be terrible. But uh, but then there's some people that are really funny and he just tweaks a few things and um, you just want to just go, go on and mm-hmm. just be, you know. Was it a, um, what kind of class just was it? A little, it was just stand-up comedy class and I found it on Yelp. And I just thought, I'm in it. My my old acting teacher when I was, because I had such a crazy home life and was with my grandma a lot, I she got me into plays and stuff kind of as childcare because mm. she worked really late hours and plays rehearsed until seven. So she's like, perfect. I'll Smart. pick her up at seven. Yeah. And it's free. Um, and she's doing something good with her life. Um, but the woman who ran the drama department would always like keep me, you know, I would be there at school from like after school and then we would go get something to eat together. And then I'd just be helping her around until rehearsal started mm-hmm. at five or whatever. And she passed away, but she used to always say, do one thing a day for your acting or whatever your dream is. Do one thing a day toward it and you will reach your dreams because at the end of the year, you'll have done 365 things toward your dream. And if you, and if after a few years you've done like over a thousand things toward your dream and you still haven't gotten it, that's probably not going to happen. Then give up. Yeah. Then Now go forward. (laughs) I like that. I like that. That's a good strategy. Yes. Some people, yeah. I'm just like, wow, you're really, but then it pays off for some people. Mm -hmm. Even in comedy, people that I knew a long time ago when I decided to just start doing voiceover, they were terrible. And I thought, God, they really need to hang it up. Now they've, they're hugely famous. <laughs> so, oh, God. It's killing like me not like, to ask you who. No, I can't. I know you can't. Oh, God. Please don't leave without telling me who okay. off mic, okay. though. Okay, okay, um, So how did you get into voiceover? So, yeah. So I d- took her advice and I went to go voiceover class at the Learning Annex. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that woman, Linda McCarroll, she's a... She's a um, uh, voiceover agent at a big I can't maybe I think it used to be Abrams Rubloff and Lawrence but now I don't know who they are anymore everything really changes and, mm-hmm. they, change and they, they whittle down to one agent um, <laughs> it's like just like all the conglomerates um but yeah no she said no you really should do this so I was like okay and I knew everybody said don't do voiceover everybody wants to do voiceover I was mm-hmm. like yeah but I feel like I'm good at it and I feel like I want it more than everybody else and I feel like I'm as good at it or, or better than other people that are doing it so and that's what I tell people still I say People say, oh, it's such a small world. I heard it's so hard to break in. And I say, go on voicebank.com. Listen to these top 10 people. If you feel like you're either as good or better than those people, then God bless you. You will be able to do it. You just have to, it'll take a little bit, but you can do it. If you aren't as good as these people, even if you're just even a little bit not as good, just go, go do something else because you'll never get, people know these people already. Those people that make, you know, casting people are worried about their job too. They don't want to have you in and then have all the producers go, who's this person? They can't take a direction. They messed up. So they go with who they know, who can go in there. They know they do those. They know even the parts that they need to do and they know that they're going to be in and out in 10 minutes, look great to the producers and it's going to be great. That's why there's only 10 people. Doing this. <laughs> it's so true. do you, so you do a lot of 
cartoons. Do yes. you do commercials as well? And like, what I what do. what's the breadth of what you do? I was the voice of Purell for a long time. I did. Um, Ooh, can we hear that? I, it was just kind of like a clean kind of sound, like this, you know, just like clean and, and nice and mm. disinfected. <laughs> I, f- I do. Yeah, I feel don't free. You feel clean? I feel free of germs right now. <laughs> and you're killing good microbes. And, I, I know. And, yeah, I also, I also feel like I have diarrhea. Super bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Or or constipated or whatever happens when you kill important things in your My gut. My friend was the voice of that fat blocker pill. And oh, he had a terrible orange oil it's accident. Called like Ally or a- something, Alo- right? Uh, yes, one yes. of them is. It, yeah. well, the woman's one was Ally because it needed to turn, but the other, it was another one that was called like. I think he was the man one, or just the everyone one. But there was one that was targeted. There's one that's called Zenical, I think. You know way too much. About I know, them. I know, because I'm always like, how it do these amazing. work? I yeah, know, I know. You know what? I just discovered. That CB the, the the CBD oil or no no that's the with pot no not that the 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 it's called bulletproof high octane brain oil mm-hmm. it is amazing I've lost like fifteen pounds seriously doing just from nothing, this oil doing nothing yeah that's what I always wanted people to say like yeah. I would go oh my god what did you do and as soon as like, my friend I haven't was like, eaten in I, I know they like, I'm just eating I'm not you know I'm working out three I'm like oh fuck it, I don't hear about it. <laughs> but no I really wanted them to go there's this thing I put in my coffee once a day and there is this thing I put in my coffee once a day and I've lost 15 pounds it's amazing and it's it, just what is it because I need to go get this immediately up your metabolism just go on Amazon bulletproof high octane brain oil Start slow. Okay. Otherwise, it, it pulls an ally on you. Because, Got it. Um, gotcha. Yeah, you will shit all over everything. Mm-hmm. But just like a teaspoon, you work up to like, a, you work up to like two tablespoons, but I put it in, my, I go get the, it sounds like I'm like, it sounds like a really smart little, right. um, like you're sponsored by this. Yeah. And I'm just, act, like the viral people, branding. People act like they're just talking yeah. like, yeah, so anyway, I was just, uh, that's what I, that's know. my thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very clear, but like my yeah. thing is like, speaking of, yeah, so anyway, know. <laughs> you know what'll make you healthy. People are going to fast forward like bulletproof, whatever. Right. Um, no, but I love the chameleon cold brew coffee. It's the best coffee ever from target or whole foods mm. it's cheaper at target and it's made in glass and it's like low acid it has to be kind of low acid coffee or whatever and then and then my trainer was like well you'll need like some whipping cream or like a heavy cream i was like no problem we can do that <laughs> yeah a little bit of maple syrup i put a little bit of maple syrup a little bit of like whipping cream or half and half the cold brew coffee that's just cold because i don't have time for it my friend puts it in like butter and all this stuff and puts it in a blender i don't have that time yes yeah, so so because so, i've heard of bulletproof coffee and that's the coffee with butter in it but this yes. is is but this, this is, is not this that is this is the is... oil this is okay. the oil that you're supposed to mix with the butter when you put it in the blender mm-hmm. when you i don't have time i'm tired even listening she starts talking about it i'm like <laughs> i'm gonna go to sleep um but no just a little bit of maple syrup a little bit of half and half a little bit of cold brew coffee some ice and um and like two tablespoons of that oil Shake it up. I put it in. Well, it's in my car now. Mm-hmm. I put it in the little sippy all day. I sip it. You will not be hungry. You're not hungry because that that high fat it puts you into like a keto state. It totally sped up my metabolism. And I kept thinking, like, is it going to be like flowers for Algernon, where like I'm going to like <laughs> go to Zara and spend a thousand dollars, and then like the next year be like I'm chubby again? Um, no, it's been like two years. I've been like, wow. I love it. Yeah. Do you feel speedy? No. Well, I feel super focused mentally. Like apparently the fat for your brain is really, that's why they call it brain oil. Isn't when this I a Joe just, Rogan thing? And I like Joe Rogan. Is it? I, I don't know. I feel like he talks, he talks about some kind of, I don't know. I don't it know. might be a thing. I don't know. I almost dated him once. At the com- When I was first started doing comedy, we talked on the phone a few times, but I felt he was a little bit like, he's, he, he, he was like, I don't know. He's probably wonderful. I don't know him personally anymore. That was like, I was like 21. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh. He just talked to me like like every time I was a little bit funny, he was like, ha, "You're funny." Like like 
like pat on the head and i was like i'm i think i'm funnier than you even realize but um, anyway it didn't last it was only a couple phone calls right yeah we didn't even make it on an actual date mm. because you felt that he i just felt was... like he didn't, wasn't appreciating that i was funny right <laughs> i wanted to, i thought he was really funny and i but i was like the person that i was like low level comedy store like you know i'd been up a couple times mm. um, and i also didn't want to be the girl who dates guys at the comedy store right you know, i didn't want to be that Right, you know, cocktail waitress syndrome. So, yeah, that's a thing. And yeah. I feel like I feel like I would have accidentally been that girl though, because yeah. I was the girl who's like, I'll date any. Well, actually, <laughs> I was not the I'll date anyone girl, but I was like, I'll date whoever I'm attracted to, and I'll make a bunch of bad choices. Yes, yeah, and. I won't protect my career. Mm-hmm. But, and anyone who's hearing that and thinking that I'm talking about anything you would know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking yeah. about like years. Like I um, I wrote for magazines and I wrote about music and I always wanted, I always had crushes on musicians and like that was a real, oh, yeah. a real uh, crossing boundaries thing that I did yes. all the time. All of my, well, the first one wasn't a musician. I dated, I, I Delisle <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I was from somebody who I was married to for like six months out of acting school. Really cute. That's about it. <laughs> so do you still do music? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I've been doing kind of covers right now just on YouTube and stuff, just like fun little things. But it's funny because do you know about Cameo? Are you on that? You should do it. I am on, okay. I got a word. I got a couple things to say about Cameo. <laughs> okay. So Cameo is this app website where um, different sort of public figures go on and you set a price and then someone can request a personal video from you. Uh, for a birthday or for whatever. So Cameo reached out to me and they're like, people keep asking for you. So I set up my fucking thing and 0.0 people have requested a Cameo from me. And I'm sure it's because my price is too high. What's your price? I had it at... You're going to laugh. Okay. You're going to laugh. No, I I thought mine was too high. No, you're going to laugh because I think the people who... Either the the people who get booked a lot, they're either super famous or they're like, I'll do you... I'll make you a video for 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. No, no. So I I set mine at 150 first. Oh, okay. And then I put it at 99 or even 79. But I didn't make a hullabaloo about... 67, which I don't... My friend's like, seven. And I'm like, I don't know. It sounds sounds good. It sounds like... I was like, it's not 70, but it's closer to 70 and I have to give, you know, 20 bucks to them or whatever. But my, my friend who was more famous than me in voiceovers hers was cheaper than mine i was like oh it kind of like brought me down to earth but she's so famous that nobody she's like ah it's too much work there's too many people bothering me and i'm like uh i was like i wish there was like a routing system where like right go to you and it's like can't get if you like so 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 so. right so um yeah Yeah, i need to reprice i just didn't honestly i didn't want 60 bucks for like two minutes yeah. like not even that not even that i do it in my car like I, i've made like i've just signed up like two weeks ago it's not like a fortune but i think right. i've made like 400 and something dollars I need to, you know but see look at you you're like Airbnb. perfectly put together oh believe you've me you've got I do lashes you've one, got lipstick i do it in one fucking <laughs> yeah because i'm like okay and if i get my makeup done for it like like right warner brothers will do our makeup for like a EPK or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I gotta do all my cameos in my car right now. You know? Yeah. And I have to say, there's something on there that makes me look, that they, they know oh, they how do. to help us out. Okay. Because I'm all washed out and I'm like, I love this cameo Right. Filter. Do you do them as characters or do you do them as yourself? Depends. Like, well, what I was gonna say about music is like yesterday, this guy's like, hey, I have your albums. I love your voice. Can you sing 
I need a hero. That Bonnie Hunt is it Bonnie mm-hmm. Hunt. Yeah, Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie, Bonnie Tyler. Tyler I <laughs> yeah, think, yeah. Um, I love Bonnie, Bonnie Hunt. Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I do love her. Um, no, yeah, Bonnie Tyler. And I was like, Ugh, I gotta learn a song. But but I was like, sixty dollars to go on YouTube for second grade. Stop it. So I but but I, but I sang it, and I was like, that would be really. And I was like, I'm gonna do that song, and I'm gonna do it with like a little bit of a political bent. Mm. So I need to get my my guitar person. My my ex-husband who's the father of my 12 year old is my person that I do my music with but I have to be respectful he's in a relationship and with a wonderful woman and I just want to make sure that it's like I'm not like hanging out at their house like hey so let's do songs and like film ourselves and, <laughs> right because you know, people when they see us on YouTube they're like oh you guys are such a great couple I've always loved your music you know you know and I'm like yeah. Ugh. you know he has this person and she's wonderful and we love her so I'm trying to rope her in somehow she plays bass and stuff so I'm like maybe oh, Annie cool. should be in the video how um what uh what happened between you and he we were just like him. more we were more like brother and sister the thing is i i'd known him since i was like 19 years old it was funny it was kind of romantic the first time i went and saw the old 97s i was in a band with their friend and i couldn't get into the club because i didn't have any money it was seriously like five dollars to get in but mm. i was like you know back then it was just like ramen noodles and like, <laughs> one time i spilled the ramen noodles swept them up put them in the thing and then fished the fuzz and hair off the top you know oh, like, wow. it was disgusting for a 70 cent package of ramen noodles or maybe 30 cents i don't know mm-hmm. um anyway uh so yeah so he, he said well i'll just say she's my wife or something and then the letter ends so they he told the, the guy's like my wife oh, can she just sweet. sit in the back and they're like yeah and then like 10 years later well you know i was living in la getting to my late 20s i always knew i wanted to be a mom i was like i mean from the time i could make a sock doll i was like <laughs> you know i mean just always like breastfeeding my cats and you know whatever <laughs> but um so i i just really when i thought at that age i thought 28 oh my god i'm gonna mm-hmm. be 30 and i won't have a baby which now i'm thinking you were right great <laughs> 33 i was like i had to do all the acupuncture and everything but um so and he was just like a really solid sweet funny great he's cute he's everything but there was that weird just that thing of like everything's right but it's just not right mm-hmm. in that way was it right for a period of time no it was always more I friends, but i feel bad because he didn't really know that until later i said mm. i said i want to wait to be intimate until we get married because i just it's like important to me and he's like of course i'll respect that but i think I I think I kind of knew that the chemistry in that department wasn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid that if I did that, I wouldn't be able oh, to get married. Interesting. Yeah. And you wanted to get married because you loved him or because you wanted kids? I loved... Well... I, I loved him as a person and I felt like if he marries somebody else, I won't get to talk to my friend all the time anymore. You know, maybe right. it'll grow and change. You know, I mean, that's not everything. It's like, it's not everything, but if it's missing, it, it's a lot, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, but we had, we still talk on the phone every day, probably. He's one of my dearest friends. He's just like a solid, wonderful person. And I'm so glad that he has someone in his life because he was pretty like a little annoyed when I was like, I've always felt like, and he's like, what you like I mean, a little annoyed it it might be it an understatement bad. yeah he was you know and with great of course with good reason um when you, so what did you say to him like i kind of had like a like a like i just started crying and was like i can't i you know i really because i felt like every time there was someone around i was like oh who's that you know like where are you my mommy you know like that kind of thing you know mm-hmm. where i was like looking for my partners like yeah but you're married to this wonderful <laughs> man what are you doing and also he's so dear that i thought like Ugh, I don't want to hurt him. He does mm-hmm. not deserve this. He deserves me to be honest, even though it's going to be the hardest thing I've ever done. And I can't go back from it. Because right. I kept going, if you get off this boat, you know, mm-hmm. you have lost this, like, wonderful, like, he's a great provider. He's, like, supportive of everything you do. He's funny. He's, like, handsome. He's successful. Like, people love him. I mean, he's just, like, and he's a great father. He still is just a, I don't know if there's any better father out there. Like, I mean, there, I know there are a lot of great fathers, but, like, I don't think there's any better than mm-hmm. him. Because he just, like, 
his life is his, his kids, his son. And even my kids, like my kids from the oh. other marriage. He's like Uncle Murray. He takes he takes my four-year-old to the travel town every week. And he, you know, my daughter takes our toys to him to fix. I mean, she lo- he just adores the kids. He kind of misses when we were hiding out over there. We were hiding out at his yeah. house for a time. And although I don't think his, his girlfriend was so sweet and patient about it. But I actually, she had a, a thesis to write. And I was like, I'm sending you to a hotel on the beach to finish your thesis. And she did not say no. <laughs> so, but he still says, I got miss when the kids were here it was so sweet you know he's just such a good guy so so you you started to say that you said to him I've kind of always yeah I said I feel like I've always known this but I just wasn't honest with myself and I just wanted I didn't want to not be I didn't want to lose you in my life and I felt like the only way to keep you was to marry you you know and have a family with you so I you know, we'd be linked forever, which we always are because of our son. Um, and we still do fun family things with our son. And his girlfriend comes sometimes, but sometimes it's just mom and dad and Tex. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes my little kids. We'd go to Disneyland with my little kids. And sometimes we've gone with his girlfriend, my little kids, our son. And you can see people just trying to figure out what the hell is going on <laughs> in line. Like, okay, wait, they're his parents. I can tell. But, okay, there's this one. They're obviously together. And then there are these two little people, these blonde people, because my ex had light, you know, he's got big blue eyes and light hair. So I've got these two blonde little babies. Um, but yeah, so it's hard to figure out. Was there some, like, what finally got you to the point where you felt like you had to say something to him? I was attracted to someone. Mm. One of our friends. Yeah. It was it was it was a dad in our like friend group, which was that was a whole other bad thing. So I thought like, okay, why? Okay, that guy's married. You're married. You know, you need to like, you know, when you don't address the thing in your life, like the elephant in the room, and then you start acting out in these like ways that are way worse than just mm-hmm. being honest and yeah. just being an authentic person. Like my friend who was gay just needed to come out of the closet, but instead of coming out of the closet, he got really super into church and then started doing weird shit, like you know, like stuff weird, like. I mean, not to judge anyone's quirks or whatever, like sexual quirks, but stuff that like invaded people's privacy and like mm. weird stuff where I was like, I think if you just came out and just said, look, I'm gay and just like we're in a satisfying relationship, then you wouldn't be right. It's like, it's like that little simpler. doll that you squish and then the eye pops out. And oh, it's yeah. Like, it's going to come out somewhere. Like whack-a-mole. Just, yeah. Just, you know. So I kind of that's kind of was a warning bell for me because I kind of thought I'd been through so many bad relationships in L.A. and like been burned so many times and like dated jerks. And he was so nice. And I thought, like, I'm going to make a good choice for myself. This person is a good mm-hmm. choice for myself. Um, and I just uh, I thought. Yeah, I'm going to do this for myself. But then I thought, but I, I lost my track of thought. I got, I got too emotional. About it. I was like, don't cry. And then it threw me off. Um, wait, what were you saying? Like, I was asking what um, led you to finally say something. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. you said you were. Yes. Yes. I had been treated so badly and, and had such a weird home life growing up. And, you know, I had never really had modeled for me like a really healthy, strong relationship. My grandma was always married to alcoholics who, mm. you know, stole her money and, you know, and, and just she was always working, doing all the work and they were kind of lazing around or cheating or just all that stuff. And so I saw that. I saw like a strong woman like protecting me and like, and that's what I'm doing with my children now. It's like, I'm like, I don't need anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, even though I have met a really nice, wonderful dad. <laughs> you have a single dad, not a, not a married right. dad. That's what stay away from. Um, but, but the thing was, I think I felt like I couldn't feel those feelings anymore. 
I felt like I was like, look, you're not going to be swept off your feet by anybody. You're not going to have like crazy off the charts, like attraction or chemistry with anybody. I felt like I was kind of like deadened inside. Mm. So I thought, you know, this man is a good man. He loves you. You have a ball with him. Mm. That's one thing I do miss. I really would love to go on a trip with him or like go on a cross. We, we laugh constantly and we just really, I felt like we'd been a good couple like in our 50s, you know, right. when it all kind of, you know, like 60s, you know, when it's like, oh, sex is important, but not like it's not, not bad. I'd rather important. go on, yeah. get, pack up the road, you know, the, the trailer and put our little dogs in it and just mm-hmm. go hunt for ghosts or something. <laughs> we would have a good time. But, um, but no, I felt like I was kind of dead inside. So I thought that, that you're not going to find that with anybody. So why not just make a good choice for yourself? Then I had crazy off the charts chemistry with a, with a married dad in our friend group mm. when I didn't want to be that person. So right. I was like, get out of this thing. Maybe you won't ever meet anybody that you have that kind of chemistry with, but at least you won't be being a weirdo and hurting this really mm-hmm. nice person and possibly breaking up this other thing, you know? Nah. Right. So. And you said that you didn't want to sleep with him until you married him. Were you not into premarital sex or was that just with him? It was kind of a little cop out because I felt like if I did do it, I would not be able to go through the marriage. Even when we had our first kiss, all I kept thinking was like, oh my God, I'm kissing my friend. Like my, he's been my friend since Mm. I was 19. At that point I was 27 and I just, but I still couldn't, it was weird. It was like kissing my brother, you know, and, but I thought it'll grow, it'll change. Like, you know, I just get to know him, you know, just like get more, you know, yeah. Did you guys ever go to couples therapy? We did, but I think that that broke us up even further. Oh, really? I feel like it does a lot of times. I feel like because you get real clear on what your feelings are, and then you're like, oh, you know, I don't know. I mean, and and then you get more bold about like saying it. I feel Mm -hmm. like you could eke another three years out of a relationship if you don't go to couples therapy. (laughs) That's so interesting. Yeah. Well, and it also came to the point where we were trying to have another baby, and Mm. I was like, do we want to have two babies? Even though I wish I wish I'd had them with him instead of. But I shouldn't say that. I don't want my kids to ever hear this later. It'd be Did sad if my kids are like trolling through my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, Do uh, they listen? Well, they're so tiny. Oh, oh right. Yeah, how, yeah. Sorry, how old are they? Two and four. Yeah. yeah so. I know. My husband and I think about that. You're like, why wouldn't they be listening? To <laughs> What's wrong with my like, podcast? What, do they not enjoy good podcasts? I mean, <laughs> do they hate what, what? What is it that they listen to? <laughs> Guys, we fucked. Like, well, what's Doug loves movies? What's my competition here? <laughs> no, we're in the Waldorf land too, so we don't do any media at home. Mm. So just blocks and wood toys and. Painting. Which is so Waldorf? I know is a style of preschool. Yeah, remind me and what all Waldorf the way up through all the way oh, up it's, to okay. high school. It's just an educational thing, but they just don't do any media with the kids until they're I think like fourth grade or fifth grade, mm. um, which is awful because I'm like my life is media. Yeah. so I'm always like, oh, you know, what's that archetype? I need to look up. You know, they're like, you know, dead to me. Like, you know, like the girl on dead to me. I'm like, oh shit, I have to. Look. So I'm like, good night. We're singing like fairy songs and like elves and stuff. And I'm like, now I gotta put on Netflix so, and find out what they're looking for. So do you you never have television on around them Mm-mm. or your phone or anything? No. Do if they saw your phone, would they want it? Yes, absolutely. One time I was at Zara and I had both of them you know she was like one and he was like three and it was like big this is sale this is our sale it's like lines around the block but i mean <laughs> you have to go what i do now is i try it on and then buy it online on my phone in there so i don't have to wait in line but nice. i didn't know that trick yet and um i was just desperate because i was almost to the front and they were like i don't want and i was like ah I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull out the grenade and i was like would you like to see my and he was they were just like it worked because they'd never like sure. played on that before and there was this little wood puzzle thing called i thought i'm gonna get the waldorfiest shit i can find on here <laughs> it's called woody and it's like this little wood puzzle thing and they were mesmerized like because it was like you know someone who never has chocolate having right. like a carob nib or something right 
Well, you did what you had to do. Yeah, I did. And, so, and I mean, it's fine. Kids are going to be fine. I, it's, I, I always tell my friends because they get like, it's almost like somebody who doesn't drink will be like, I'm just, oh, are you okay? It's soda water. What do you do? We want to make sure you're mm-hmm. feeling. And I'm like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Because like if I bring them over to someone's house and they have like TV on or whatever, I'm like, eh. I mean, my kids are so starved for media that like even when we're at the mall, if there's like the Adobe, you know, like or not Adobe, what was it like? Um Rosetta Stone, they have like a video showing and my kids are like, oh my God, that's the most interesting kiosk I've ever seen. Yeah. So um, what made you choose Waldorf? Because I met the teenagers and they're wonderful people. And I hate teenagers. And I <laughs> I was looking at preschools and I we had done Rye, which is kind of like a mm-hmm. hippie-ish baby thing, which I love. I did it with all the kids. Um, but and I kind of noticed like some of the Rye moms were like, We're gonna enroll at Waldorf. So I was like, What's that? And so then I went I went to a lot of different pre like Montessori and different mm-hmm. things. Um and but the Waldorf I was greeted by like a 15 year old who was like, Oh, what are you here? What are you, can I help you? And I was like, Oh, I'm just looking for like the admissions. Office. Like, she's like, Oh, let me, I'll just take you. It's right. And just nice eye contact. Right. Like just a nice human. And and then I met like more teenagers that I was like, where you guys are like unicorns. Like I've never <laughs> met teenagers. I like right. so much. And then I thought, Oh, this program makes these people because they kind of evolve as people before they're like, whatever, you know, cause mm-hmm. I mean, every teenager I knew my, my brother's 20 years younger than me. So, I, you know, I love him. Sorry, Landon, if you're listening. But for a while, it's like, okay, you haven't seen this relative in 20, you know, in like years. Look up from your phone, please. You know, I mean, just right. like that kind of thing. Like at, at holidays, you just be like playing, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you have to make, you have to like engage. I'm sorry that that has to happen, but you do have to do that. And I'm, I'm guilty of it. Like when my friend goes to the bathroom at lunch or whatever, I'm like, yes, what's on my phone? You know, I I'm know. just like, you know. Like, I'm so guilty of only that. my friends were as interesting. <laughs> That's their problem. I'm like, just be more interesting than my phone and then we don't have a problem. The thing, <laughs> And the thing is, though, is there even anything super interesting on our phones or is it just the potential for something interesting? Yes. Because I'm like, I'm ignoring people that are really important to me in my life so that I can potentially like have an exchange with someone I don't know that I'll forget about a second later. What am I doing? But it's still very comforting. That dopamine. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it it seems like I'll never get off Facebook. Like, I just feel like they could just do like, people could be like, they have babies in a dungeon that, you know, they're painting blue, like the Facebook logo or whatever. And I'd be like, (laughs) but it helps me with my promotion of my job. But really it, I mean, it does. I do talk to casting people like once a month or like, Oh my God, that thing you posted was so funny. And I don't even have like people I don't know on my Facebook. Mm -hmm. but like, I I would post my kids, like cute pictures and people like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it is a little bit of a hamster. Like I just want my treat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, we have some questions that people sent in. Okay. Uh, so I'm on Patreon. Are you on Patreon? Do you know Patreon? I know about Patreon just because the woman I follow politically, Elizabeth Cronise McLaughlin. If you you should, I don't know who that her. is. Oh, she does well. She does a Facebook Live video too, but Patreon. I support her on there. She's great. Like every day, she's like, "Here's what you need to worry about. Here's what you don't need to worry about. Oh, Here's what I'll check. What's fantastic. your name? Elizabeth Cronise McLaughlin. Okay, she's on Twitter too, but I don't know if they have links to her. She does a daily broadcast. It's about right. ten minutes where she just kind of like talks me off a ledge mostly because I'm like oh my god you know and then she's like don't worry you know they can't do that until this happens and then, right you know I mean it's just huh yeah I'll check she's out. really great I went and saw her live and there was a thing where you could nobody knew about her yet so she's still like you know was accessible and there mm-hmm. was like you know if you pay 50 dollars there's a nice dinner that you can have and I was like she was like 
there. Like she was like right across and I was not smart. I felt like, oh, you're not smart enough to talk to this person. Like you're oh. not going to say anything. But I love just listening to her and being like, oh, she's into yoga. I love her. I love her <laughs> Whatever. I'm- well, she and I are both on Patreon. Okay, Patreon.com yes. slash Alice Rosen is where you go. And one of the perks, you can get your questions read ahead of just the general public. We have I a little song. It. When we ask, they send them in They're wondering how you have been So thanks so much for answering These questions from our fans All right. (laughs) Seth Eisenberg says, I just looked at your IMDB page. When do you sleep? (laughs) I don't even sleep even when I'm not working because I'm on my phone. (laughs) And my children just come in at all hours and like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't sleep much. I feel bad because my boyfriend spends the night sometimes and he's like, I can't stay here because there's just like people coming in all the time, you know, and I don't want to kick them out because, you Mm -hmm. know, they're two and four and I don't want to turn them away when they, you know, they're from a broken home. Um, (laughs) But it's too much for him. He's like, let's just stay up. Like you should get like an all night babysitter one time so we can spend one like you can get some like sleep all through the night. Yes. And then I have sessions most of the day, every day. Yeah, which is great. I need. I have a lot of alimony to pay, so I'm fine. <laughs> so do you really function okay on not much sleep? Well, that brain oil helps. I'm bringing it back to our Bulletproof, our sponsor. No, um, <laughs> no, but that brain oil really does help me not be tired because it's some like, it's like this really great source of fat, which is a really great source of energy, and I feel like I've got more energy. I got to check this out. You but do. listen, if I get it and then I like six weeks later I'm like I've gained 20 pounds nope. thanks a lot I know it's counterintuitive because yeah. you're like but I'm taking in fat and it's like I know but I also because I was getting great results I did cut down on like breads and right but the thing is you have so much more control because you're not hung you're not right. like I'm starving I need to eat this pizza you know so I have I, I am able to eat like a sensible lunch and dinner like <laughs> Slim has told me to um, but like like I'll go to Jones on third or whatever and get like a nice piece of you know chicken and like a, a fatty vegetable a vegetable with lots of butter on mm-hmm. it I know it's weird, but so you're kind of doing keto, or you kind are, of, doing but keto. I don't have to think about it because right. I can't do that either. That's too much. Do you eat any carbs? I do. Like if I go to a really nice dinner and there's like a good risotto or like a good pasta, I'll have like a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I have so much control because right. I you just that have a sensible oil portion. coffee, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, gamble response. I'm responsible about it. <laughs> Four ounces of meat is about the size of a deck of cards. I, 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 it's I, a palm, palm of your hand. hand. I have gone to, have you been to a nutritionist and did you have a good experience or a dietitian or whatever the correct I, there's term a, there's is? There's a woman at our school, a mom who, mm-hmm. ha, who knows all about it and she tells me certain things and I'm like, oh, okay. It all, it almost scares me to death because she's like, carrots are really nothing with, unless they have fat on them and are cooked. Like if you're just giving raw carrots to your kids with hummus, which I thought was such a great thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's really just a vessel for the hummus, which mm-hmm. has a lot of good nutrients to get into that. But really the carrot does nothing. And I'm like, but. Rough it. She's like, well, no, she's like fiber, yes, yeah. but like vitamin wise, it needs fat to be for your body to absorb it. So she's I like, so those vegetables that. you're eating, that's good if you if they're cooked and they have a butter fat on them. And I'm like, okay, well, that's no problem. I'm not having <laughs> yeah. trouble incorporating right. fat. What I was gonna say, I have twice in my life I've been to nutritionists, and I just and I'm sure I have some lovely, and I actually think that the I think dietitian is the more. Um, like anyone can call himself a nutritionist, but uh, a dietitian has like a degree. A degree, so. yes. Okay. So I'm sure I have some lovely dietitian listeners. So don't take this the wrong way. But in general, I have not ever learned anything from the two people. I and I, in fact, the one I went to in New York, I paid like three hundred and something bucks for 
it was for two sessions and I went to the first one and then I was, or maybe it was for, no, it was probably for two. I went to the first one and I'm like, fuck this. And I never went back. And I, I still think about that money sometimes. And then the one in LA really didn't. Th- my problem with them is I already know everything you're saying. Yeah. And I know that I sound like someone who's like, no, I could be a doctor, but no, I yeah, really no, do. No. Like I've heard I the fucking the deck of, of cards. Us. I read us yeah. about what those celebrities are eating every day. And then what the dietitian says about it. Do you read that section? Of, of course I did. <laughs> so I feel like I know yeah. just as much. I think she could incorporate a little more <laughs> fat in the morning. I'm worried about her energy levels. <laughs> I'm yeah. worried about her too. Right. <laughs> Look, I'm a woman in this country. Of course I know everything about <laughs> all of this. What are you eating? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> I was like, with black coffee or whatever they were. I'm like, yeah. black coffee. I need some cream and maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, I can't do black coffee no. either. No. Uh, okay, Seth eyes. Okay, but here's here's a real a good okay. question. This is not from Patreon. This is from this is straight from the mind of Allison Rosen. <laughs> okay. You're, you're having some coffee. Yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're having. You some coffee. C- you can only put in either sweetener or cream or, sh- or cream. Which do you choose? Oh, God, Sophie's choice. Mm, right. <laughs> I guess cream because the, well, I don't know though, because I really do want that sweetness. I say the sweetness because I need, I need mm. it. To me, it's like, it's like a chocolate. Like I don't even need a chocolate or any dessert, but if I have a really good coffee with lots of cream and sugar in it yeah. after a meal, I feel okay. okay. But, but that bitterness I can't take. Right. God. I think I would go, cause I've, I've been in this precarious okay. position and I've had to make the choice and I've done it both ways and I would actually go for the cream or yeah. something to cut the, the um, like, like bitter. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And I'm not going to enjoy that sweetness if I have to deal with that. Like, yeah, I feel like the cream would like satisfy like a, like a dessertiness. Yes. Yeah. And the fat, you're getting fat and mm-hmm. you're cutting the bitterness. So yeah, you're getting two things, but the other thing you just get the sweet and yeah, no, you're right. Right. Sometimes I will taste coffee without any sweetener. I'm like, this is such an interesting flavor. It's well, so different than what I'm used to. My when I friend drink coffee. said just three days of just you know just with no cream or sugar, and you won't even miss it. And I'm like, well, I'll never get to that three days. <laughs> right. I'm sure it's great on the other side of that mountain. Yeah. But I'm not climbing it. Tony, where are you with all of this and coffee? Uh, I have developed a strange thing where I really don't like hot coffee these days. Mm. I've like almost become exclusively cold brew or I'll do iced coffee, but yeah, for cold too, brew, even when it's cold out. Yeah. yeah. It, it, Cause there's something about for, like, I've actually gotten to where, but I will have it black no matter what. What's your favorite cold brew? Uh, I'm not really that picky with you it. You gotta try the chameleon. It's made I, in I Austin, have, Texas. I have had that actually. <laughs> My friend goes, I go, but it's so freaking expensive. It's like $10 a bottle. And, I, and she's like, yeah, but it lasts you like a week. And I was like, no, it, not it me. Does? And then she was like, yeah. And I go, I go through like a bottle every two days, and she was like, "Yeah, that's what I do." She's like, "You know, you're supposed to dilute it, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's Mm -hmm. not concentrated." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "Well, I do dilute it with whipped cream and uh, maple syrup and ice, (laughs) but it's delicious. Tastes like a coffee nip. You remember those little things that Grandma used to give us? Yeah, so they're just like it's like really concentrated. It's like really, really coffee, right? Like that good little sweetness." Uh, Seth Eisenberg says, but seriously, clearly people like working with you. What is the key to being a voice actor? Directors keep hiring. Being fun in the booth. Easy. No attitude. Um, because like really you're choosing like these people are choosing their coworkers. And if you could choose your coworkers, it's like, yeah, you might want to 
choose the person who's like really good with word perfect or whatever I, mm-hmm. I, I, some archaic um, office term that I can't even think of right now because I've been that long since draw. I've done it yeah you know like, <laughs> like you know people they, they may be like but would you rather choose that person or would you rather choose a person who's like pretty good but also but like fun. really fun to be with that's the person you're gonna hire I told my, my my son got in trouble at school and they said tech seems to think that uh if he makes everyone laugh that he doesn't have to do his work and I was like taught him well <laughs> like I mean you have to do a little you have to do some work but you but if you're pleasant and fun You'll, you'll get you'll get hired somewhere. <laughs> do you um let's say you have a session the next day do you practice ahead of time or no no i feel terrible i don't even read the scripts until i'm there really and then do you read them before you do it though or do you read as you do it as people are doing like sound checks but i've been doing it for so long right. that it's like, especially with scooby-doo because it's like the same st- you know i yeah. know Daphne's what if it's gonna- a new character if it's people that I don't know and I really want them to like me and I want them to not think that I'm a flake and that I care about their project, I will read it ahead of time. Just to like, I'll skim it just to be like, okay, oh right. yeah, I know what to do. But it's kind of a shorthand at this point. Like it just seems like, but my son is an actor too and he we were doing a show together and uh, he was cool. like, yeah, he was like, well, and he kind of got in trouble for not reading the scripts and like they, you know, they're like, you have to, you know, text, you're not prepared. And he was like, well, she doesn't read them. <laughs> and I was like, I've been doing this for 25 years. So, you know, but I did think, God, oh, I have to set an example now in that <laughs> show. So I have been reading that show. Right. But I don't, I don't have time. Because Which, I mean, I do like four or five things a day. Yeah. And if I had to read all, like I also have to like spend time with my children and read to them and do the songs at night and then put them to bed. And then I want to like watch a show, like mm-hmm. anything, like my show. I only have one. What is your show? Pen 15. I just finished it. It's so good, oh, right? Yes, it God, it's so good. I want to have Maya and Anna on the show. I had. Oh my God. Do you yes. know Gabe Liebman? He's, no. was he the, you, Tony, you were here for that episode. Mm-hmm. I think he was the showrunner I on believe that, right? So, yeah. yeah. He was the showrunner of Pen 15. He's hilarious. I loved that show. Yes. I, I mean, it, it so was much. beautiful. It was, I've never, I have not laughed that hard in a long time and been like, oh, like, I know. Oh, yeah. You know, anyway. Yeah. Totally. Good. What's going to be your next show if you just finished it? I just, I have to watch Dead to Me. My friend yeah. like called and said, this is an emergency. You need to watch this show. And I was like, all right, emergency. I'm finishing Game of Thrones and then I'll uh, get to that. So Lisa Lowry, Gray. That's how she started. Okay. Gray. I loved your episode of Mental Illness Happy Hour. So many interesting layers to you. I am sure this is a question that will get asked, but how did you get your start in voiceover? We already did that one. But yeah. how, when did you discover this talent? Also, we have a friend in common, Robert Williams. That's not a question. Oh. I'm shameless. I know. Oh. Is Robert Williams an artist? Yes. He, San, big Sandy. Okay. Yes. Wait, is that his name? Is that him? Well, his name's Robert Williams, but he goes a Big Sandy. Oh. And I call him Big Sandy. Yeah. Everybody calls him Big Sandy. Right. Everybody calls him Robert. Um, but awesome. Yes. Um, well, he's one of my old rockabilly friends from when I was doing music. We did a little duet on his record. Oh, how um, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So how did you discover your voiceover talent? Well, from the time I was really little, I was always talking in voices. And my grandma, you know, had not a lot to keep me entertained. She had a boom box because she used to be a singer. So she loved to make little recordings. And our family used to always get together and sing together and stuff. My uncle played guitar. And so family gatherings, we would always sing. My mom has a beautiful voice, even though she can be an asshole. She's still a really beautiful <laughs> voice. And my grandma used to sing with Tito Puente. So That's she had so that. cool. So she had this boom box. And so I would make like little shows. Like I would play the music from one thing and then be like, we're right back with it. You know I mean? I was always like, with that boombox and listening back to myself and you know it was just fun it would take up hours now that I'm a mom I'm like oh I see what she was doing like that was just <laughs> I thought it's so nice that she's giving me all this time to myself and I'm like oh she needed a minute um, <laughs> but yeah so I just I was always do, talking like a little baby or t- and I used to oh I used to do prank calls ooh, <laughs> and I, I oh my god I did this horrible thing that like I realized what I did like maybe five years ago it came back to me and I was like oh I was a latchkey kid so I would come home 
And I would just go through the phone book and call up couples. Like if it would say like Mr. and Mrs. John Stewart or whatever. John Stewart. Hi, John. <laughs> no. Um, I'd be just like, the wife would be home because it was the 70s. A lot of mm-hmm. wives were home. Sure. So I was like, hi. It was my cat woman voice. So I was like, mm-hmm. hey, is John there? And she's like, uh, um, no, he's at work. Who's this? Oh, it's just, I'm just his friend. I was just calling. I was like, really miss him. I mean, like, oh my God. How old were you? Like 13. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes maybe younger, maybe like 10, 11 or 12. But you could do like I a grown a total, woman voice. Yeah, I could totally wow. do all these voices, you know, and the lady would be like, I want to know who this is. And I was just like, well, just tell John that I said hi. Like, <laughs> so, these poor men like Jesus. came home to like some upset wife. I mean, I don't know if I broke and it would happen. I would do it like 10, 15 people a day. Like I was just going through life, just like ruining marriages like all day. In fairness <laughs> to you, you were a child. Just, yes. So I don't even think psychologically you could have an awareness of what you're doing yet. I knew that it was funny. <laughs> I knew that they'd be mad and I knew it because it'd be a girl, like they'd be jealous. I mean, I, I did know kind of what I was doing, but, but now being an adult, I'm like, this is why my love life is shit. I'm getting back to <laughs> no. karma. But wow, it, when it really hit me, the gravity of what I did and at the, the breadth of what right. I did. Where did you, I'm trying to think if I even, how much I was even aware of, of that kind of stuff at like 10, 11 or 12. Like how were you, what made you aware of men might have I mistresses because and all my that? my grandmother's like was cheated on by my mm. grandfather and she used to tell me all those stories that were very entertaining. I would always want to hear those stories. Like I caught him at the bowling alley. You know, she was like, <laughs> she was kind of psychic. I know this sounds like really woo woo, but, but my grandma, like she doesn't believe in psychics, but she was psychic, which is hilarious because she'd be like, ah, so silly people spending all that money. There was this lady, Sylvia Brown, that used to be on Montel mm. Williams all the time. My grandma was always I yelling remember at me. her. She's like, it's so silly. She's so silly. taking your money. Silly. You know, but my grandma would go, well, I was mowing the lawn and I just thought, what is he doing at the bowling alley? He doesn't bowl. He, he does. And she's like, so she packed up all the kids, went to the bowling alley and there he was. And she slashed his tires and waited in the bushes with the kids in the car, you know, to like confirm confront him and she confronted so many people like over the years and finally something just clicked where she was like what am I doing like he's Mm -hmm. not a prize you know I've got to get out of this but but so she was always telling me those kind of stories and we would watch we would listen to Sally Jesse Raphael at night on the radio so we heard about like you know I heard about all that from the time I was like six I was hearing about people's broken marriages and Dr. Ruth we used to listen to Dr. (laughs) Ruth when I was really little inappropriate but grandma was just doing her best she had to have her life that was her show and I was sharing a bed with her so I was privy to it yeah I didn't have my own room or anything, so. Uh, Whitney C. would like to know, okay. what's your favorite kind of exercise? <laughs> the kind where you pour oil into your coffee every morning. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I heard about this from, I hired a trainer for like a short time after mm-hmm. my divorce. I was like, I'm going to get in shape and get strong and mm-hmm. I'm going to get a hero. Um, <laughs> um, but I did that for a little while and I was like, this is expensive and I don't have time for them. I'm tired. But he did teach me how to do these really good sit-ups that I do every day and I do a little bit of push-ups just to kind of keep things and it's some squats, just like. It doesn't take me more than 10 minutes. And it's just before bed. I don't need to get like, I don't need to look, I, I just need to keep it together. Just, I just want it to just stay mm-hmm. how it is. That's all I want. And I put the coffee and he put on about the oil. And then I'm like, I think this oil makes it so that I don't really need this trainer. He's probably putting himself out of business getting people on I feel this like oil. this, I feel like I'm going to look it up and it's like just going to be a hundred percent like Dexedrine or something. <laughs> I feel like it's just speed. It's, I, speed and fat. Look it up. I mean, it is amazing. There's nothing in it but coconut oil. Like it's, it's is it just M- like hydro- I've heard of MCT it's, yes, oil. It's MCT, oh, Dr. Drew is all about this. It's, it's MCT oil, but it is 
theirs is the one that you have to have. I know it's more expensive, but the Bulletproof, the bulletproof is the one. Brand. Because it has no... Because I tried a cheaper one that I found. My friend's like, I use this one. And I was like, okay, I'll just save five bucks. And it was like... It has like a little bit of a taste. I can't right. deal with any kind of a little taste, any kind of a little smell, any kind of... It needs to just blend perfectly into my latte and so that I don't even know it's there except for the little bubble of oil on top of my This head. is like probably the best... La- the best ad that i've ever done on this show and i'm and we are not even making any fucking money off of this this is i guarantee I you i'm not the only one who's gonna go like what the fuck i'm just gonna or what the hell i'm just gonna go buy it my aunt on facebook was always like nobody's paying me to say this and i'm like okay calm down karen like nobody would pay, like you live in arizona like nobody knows you why would anybody pay you to say things about their brand but she's always that's her that's how she prefaces things nobody paid me to say this but i really like ready whip whip or whatever <laughs> ready ready whip Mm. is really good the fat free really good. it's not even that really fattening good. but you um, want the fat you need the fat that's you have to retrain your brain I that know. is good question is her name really karen yes. or oh it is it okay because you know how people always use karen or susan oh, yeah. to be like yeah it's to be funny like yeah like that dog meme where it's like what are you gonna do about it now karen right yeah but no, her name really is karen karen, karen Hart. <laughs> hi karen hi hey karen I love that all of your relatives and people in your life may or may not be listening. I know, I know. <laughs> I hope I'm not pissing anybody up. Uh, my mom did hear that mental illness but Happy from hour. her friend at church was like, I heard your daughter on a podcast. And my mom was like, oh. And she's like, she was talking about you, but I don't know. And then I was like, well, I got to hear this. And she's like, I didn't even make it through the whole thing. I am just disgusted. I was just honest. I was did like, she Sorry. say this to you or email it or text it or how'd it go? Hmm. I think it was via text message. It was when we stop talking a few stop oh, okay. ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was about five years ago or more than that maybe well so. great delisle griffin it was I delightful getting to know you life. you too i always had felt like we were really good friends so now I'm and now we are <laughs> i know it's a scary thing to hear <laughs> no no <laughs> it's like yeah i hugged weird al once like i was working with him but i just thought i knew him. i was like hey and i give a big hug and i just thought oh no i don't know you i just i know you you don't know me um but he was very nice about it he's the Good. nicest man alive he's, isn't he mm-hmm. yeah now we are kind of yeah now i kind of do know him but what do you call him weird Al? just weird <laughs> weird what are you doing no that's a that's a paul f tompkins joke yeah. have you ever heard that bit about i haven't heard no oh, i've God, heard that so bit. i love paul though so funny i love him so he's my yeah. favorite comic of all time he's the best all time um, but yeah, he was talking about how, have you heard his whole bit about the King of Hats? Like the, no. were, oh God, he, you gotta just, <laughs> I need to get into just it. Just go on yeah. The, yeah, satellite radio and just put in his name and just laugh all day. Even my kids laugh. My kids are like, let's listen to Paul F. Tom. <laughs> no, but he was talking about, he was doing, a, it was when it was like pop-up video or something. It was one of those kind oh, of yeah. shows. Um, it was like that. It wasn't be, that, it was something Was it else. Best Week Ever? It, yes, it was Best mm-hmm. Week Ever. And he was, they, they were sharing like a studio and he said that Weird Al was doing a show that was kind of loud, you know, next door. Like they were interviewing about something and he said, and I thought it'd be really funny to go over there and like storm in there and like you know and he's like weird we're trying to make a show over here weird and you and he's like and he said all he was doing is like apologizing for like oh my god i'm so sorry oh did it ruin he's like well weird i don't know if we're gonna be able to redo it now weird and he said you know i kept saying weird and it wasn't like dawning on him that like i was i was hoping that me calling him weird was gonna make it clearly i'm joking but he said all he kept doing was like apologizing more and more like every time i yelled him i thought i'll yell harder and then he'll really get it and he's like and then i finally left the situation thinking I just traumatized that poor man. Like, he did not know that I was kidding. Which is, it's a good little oh, bit. I got to go hear this. I have to tag Paul when we when I post about this podcast. That's right. We, we, I retold your Weird Al story. Right. Not nearly as funny. Um, so tell everyone where they can find you. Yes. Well, I'm on Twitter. And I think it's at Gray Delisle. Still my old name. And I then can, I... Yeah. yeah I think that so. sounds right. Yeah. And then um, I'm not on Facebook. Don't ask me to be your friend on Facebook. Because it's all my kids and my dogs and my 
coworkers and it's boring. You wouldn't even enjoy it. Um, and I was on Instagram, but I got locked out of my Instagram account. So find me on Cameo for $67. <laughs> uh, and on Amazon, watch my special because I yes. get like two cents every time you watch I'll it. link to your special. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's Thank called you. my first comedy special. Everyone go check that out. Yes. Um, I think you will enjoy, you'll enjoy it. You'll laugh. You'll fall and you'll, you'll want to be best friends with Gray. Uh, and also you'll be like, wow, what a novel approach to to give uh, the mic to a bunch of people, Aww. not just you. Very female, uh, like you said. Yes. It's a mom thing. It was a mom and thing. Uh, find me on Cameo. Yes. I don't know what the price is going After to be. After she lowers her price, because yeah, you're scared. I think it's away. just 79 right now, We're though. in this, it's we're still in this a lot, recession. Kind I of. know. I know. Lower your tariffs, Allison Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I really should. But that shows, that, that just shows, and I should not share this, but that just shows how sort of ambivalent I am about it because I'm like yeah. no I don't have to put on makeup but I like the idea of this just wait but... till like you have like six days to do it right so wait oh do you yeah you have six days you don't have to do it right away yeah wait till you feeling cute and then just make it's gonna be months three hundred dollars <laughs> in five minutes right I'm making all the, it's amazing it's my okay. retirement plan honestly <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> I recently just and then we're gonna end the show okay so I had this money in a 401k um and and I stopped working at that job 11 years ago and it's been sitting there for 11, like literally for 11 years, I've been like, I should roll this over into an IRA. I should roll this over. And then finally, I finally did it. And mm-hmm. I told Greg Fitzsimmons, he and I host a podcast called Childish. And I told him and he was so proud of me. And then we were talking about it later and I was asking him for advice on like how to invest it now because now I got to choose how to invest it. And he's like, so how much is it? And I told him and he goes, that's it. That's all you have oh for your retirement? And I've been feeling not good about myself ever since. Oh. I do have savings. Yeah. But like but they're not in a special fund or anything. And I don't know if he was like, that's it, that's all the money you have, or if he really meant that's it, that's all the money you have for retirement. Either way, I no, I have more money than that. This is all the money I have. Get off my back. You're just going to have to get a reverse mortgage like those sad old people. Do. I don't even know what that is. It's where you, they, like pretty much they take your house and you don't have, you can live in it until you die. Oh, okay. Because it's only going to be 15 years or so by that point. <laughs> right. So like we got a free house and they, in 15 years, you know, yeah. this person's going to be dead. <laughs> but the person that's old is like, great, I, I don't have to pay a mortgage. Yeah. My parents just did that. But on Fox News, that's all they do is play those reverse mortgage. That um, and catheter ads. Oh. If you need to catheter, oh. yeah. Even thinking can- about it, you know, you've had kids and they do that. It's like, oh, it's terrible. Wait. Okay. I'm sorry. We were going to end, but now let's talk about this. Okay. I've had two children. My yes. first birth was terrible. It was awful. My second one was really good. But part of the awfulness of, of the first was my epidural really didn't work. Too late. Did they put no, the they oh. just, I don't know what happened. It just, they like, told me like, we're going to give you just a light epidural. And I was like, oh no, no, I want to <laughs> not feel anything. For right. Days. <laughs> I th- I think I di- I did I didn't want to be completely numb, but they um mm. didn't make me numb at all, basically. But anyway, they assured me that I would not feel the catheter. I a hundred percent felt it, and it was awful. Oh, yeah. It was traumatic because oh. I felt like they weren't really taking me seriously, yes. and I was like, "This is like a nine on the page." So wait, did you also feel yours? Uh, I did be I, I when I was sick before, like when I was sick oh. with the when I was on bed rest for the right. when I had the preemie. You had a catheter. He was born two pounds. Like my oh, my first God. birth was a dream. Pushed three times, came right out. Came up, nursed for nursed ten months. Just like my son, my twelve year old is like perfect. He's my. <laughs> I said you have been perfect since you were a zygote. Like you never made me sick. Right. I lost weight. I looked better than ever when I was pregnant with him. Mm. I mean, he's just a beautiful little kid. Um, 
and uh, I might and my second one who I adore I shouldn't say that. I don't want him to think that he didn't have like right. he's not as wonderful. he is perfect now and gorgeous and wonderful but he made me so sick you know because I was the preeclampsia and then they took right. him out he was two pounds um, and then my daughter we used a surrogate really yes, look at okay Kim Kardashian I, re- I know <laughs> I really wa- well because like I we did it in vitro mm-hmm. and they didn't tell me you could choose the sex they were like, oh, yeah, you could. And I was like, yeah, OK, I, just, I, I was like, I had a son and then I don't have all money in the world to be like having all these kids. And I really wanted a daughter. I am glad now that I have my other son because he's a special, wonderful being right. all into his, yeah. his own. But had but I really known you that I wished, could, I would have had only two kids, which yeah. I, I'm glad they didn't tell me now. Right. But at the time I was like, what? You could have well, wait, could. Yeah. No, there's only, how many years apart are they? Like, I'm, I'm wondering, I immediately like, did they hired a surrogate? So I was like, so you're saying if I hired a surrogate and spend all that money, I will be guaranteed a daughter? And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, you, well, I'd say, well, we have to check the embryos, right? They have to make sure, you know, yeah. make sure you have female embryos. But they're like, oh, yeah, you have six female embryos and like three male embryos. And I was like, I even had more female embryos. Okay. Um, so they, I was like, all right, let's just see. I'm going to see how much this costs because I really, like, I always imagine myself with a daughter. Right. I never even thought I'd have even yeah. one son. I was like, I'm, I'm a woman. Why wouldn't I? Have a I always, I was, I was shocked to find out I was having boys both times yeah. I just for some reason but my husband too for some reason we always figured we'd have a girl I don't know why yeah, but no, I mean I, I couldn't be happier than I am now to have sons but yes. I was like what sons are wonderful <laughs> yeah. but I've just like and so I was like it's gonna cost me how much okay I'm just gonna do it because I'm guaranteed like it's guaranteed it's you like a hundred thousand right yeah it is a lot but I just but I get it like the whole Kim Kardashian using a surrogate for the next two I kind of get the like I've experienced pregnancy and now I want to have more kids but I don't want to be pregnant yes. again but I love I actually until I got really super sick I mm-hmm. loved being pregnant with my right. both of them I, I I did pregnancy really well I actually thought maybe I'll be a surrogate like I'm really I, I have I give birth really <laughs> easily it, yeah. I love it and so I was like this is funny that I actually have to hire a surrogate um but uh but I but had I had my chance I, a choice I would have absolutely carried because mm-hmm. I wanted to breastfeed and everything right. and I, I paid you know we paid her extra for breast milk and all that right. stuff and she's wonderful she's still she lives in Toluca Lake she's a really nice lady. was it just that you because I you had gotten so sick they said if you get pregnant again you will get sick again and you yeah. could die this time because your liver and kidneys oh, can't right. take much more of hosting another being. yeah but the fun part is people are like you look really good for just having a baby you know? and, I, and I don't tell them <laughs> Because I don't, this is in my stand up, but I'm always like, and I don't correct them because I feel like this is my body type, like pretty good for just having a baby. Like that's my body type. So, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Um, thank you so much thank you. for doing the show. And thank you. Tony, thank where you. would we find you? I'm at Tony Thaxton on Twitter and Instagram, not on Cameo. <laughs> well, yes. I would say don't do it because no <laughs> one's going to hire no you one's if. Care. if <laughs> I don't mean that about you, though. I just mean I'm on oh, there. Oh, no. I do. I mean it about you. <laughs> uh, I'm at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Go to AllisonRosen.com for all the stuff you might be curious about. I have a book out. I have t-shirts, ringtones, uh, pins, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen, etc. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Rosie is your new best friend.